All right. All right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Raven. Hi, I'm Kat. And we're doing a podcast. Um, what is this podcast about, you ask? We don't know. Nope. <laughs> um, it's going to be just kind of a accumulation of our thoughts and whatever mm-hmm. we want to talk about, we're going to talk about. So today we're going to be talking about the good old uh, Harry, Meghan, Oprah situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how that affects us personally, because it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to just, you know, give us, give you guys some introductions as to who we are and that kind of thing. So again, hi, I'm Raven. I live in Washington and I like long walks on the beach and, Mm. you know, a good, a good rainy day. That's beautiful. (laughs) Um, Hi, I'm Kat. Um, it's gonna be hard to follow that one up. Um, you know, just some some somewhat of a scholar, maybe, if you will. Um, excited for the journey. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, this is our first episode, and we are not professionals in any regards. No, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So if you We'll just give us some leeway with our first um, couple of episodes because it is going to be a very rocky road, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just give us... Please, please don't be too (laughs) harsh on us. We are (laughs) very tender souls sometimes. Um, But, yeah. So, I don't know if we want to, are we done with introductions? Do we want to talk more about ourselves before we jump into the whole Megan situation? I think we should just take a deep dive into what the people are here for. All right, perfect. So, let me just start by saying, I don't care about the royal family Mm -hmm. as much as you do. Um... I really don't care about them in any regards. However, I did watch this episode, watch this interview today, and I was very interested the entire time. Well, not the entire time, but for most of it. Um, And if you don't know what interview we're talking about, do you live under a rock? (laughs) Uh, Oprah Winfrey, you know the girl. She interviewed Meghan Markle and Harry... I don't know what their last name is. Harry the Prince... I think their official last name is Mountbatten Windsor. Wow, that's quite a, quite the name. Yeah. Harry and Meghan, you know, the royals, they, Harry, Prince Harry married Meghan in 2018, am I correct? Mm, yes, yes. Um, and they've had their trials and tribulations since. Ever since. <laughs> ever since with the royal family and the whole t- country of England, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so this interview was done a couple of weeks ago, and f- from the notes that I have written, there were no off-limit questions. Um, the Megan and Harry didn't know what questions Oprah was going to ask, and they are not getting paid for this interview. They made that very clear. 
that the millionaire is not getting paid by the billionaire <laughs> mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. this interview. Um, so I also feel like I'm not going to have as many opinions as you on this whole situation. But my first and foremost statement that I'm going to say about this is that there were a lot of weird fucking camera angles <laughs> in that interview. I kept, I felt like I was watching like, um, like gotcha porn. You know what I'm talking about? Like they were like from like behind the, the bushes, like, oh, okay. I like felt like it was going to take a sharp turn at any point. It didn't. Thank God. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to see Oprah and Megan, pregnant Meghan Markle get it on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, those are my first remarks about it. And I have notes as we go on about little things in the interview. But that's about what I have to say right now. So I'm going to throw it over to you. All right. Um, God, where to begin? I feel like I should say first and foremost that I was actually quite the Meghan Markle fan when this whole thing started. Um, I was really rooting for her. Um, And, well, you know, I will get into it. I really don't know how I feel about her. Um, Part of me still (laughs) is perhaps rooting for her. Part of me really is not. Um, I liked her a lot. Um, Her outfit choice... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the design on the, that dress. Yeah. The whole time I kept thinking, why are there cum stains on her dress? And why couldn't it have just been completely <laughs> yes. black? Because yeah. if it was just all black, I would have been okay with it. But I kept getting distracted by the little white splotches on her shoulder. Yeah. Um, completely agree. I'm also not sure since, you know, those poor kids have gotten financially cut off. I'm not sure that Prince Harry can afford another suit. Because he seems to be in that one quite a bit. So, uh-huh. uh-huh. Another thing, um, before I forget about this, uh, God, this is going to be all over the place. You're going to have to do a lot of editing. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to. I'm just going to put our two tracks together and that's it. Oh, okay. Um, isn't it crazy? This is, sorry, I was going to go down a different rabbit hole. I'm sorry to everyone. Sorry. Yeah, this like, is not going to be a... Stru- really quick. This is not going to be a structured <laughs> podcast. It's going to be all no. over the place. It's, it's literally just two friends having a conversation. So if you don't like non-structured stuff, get out. Yeah. I was just going to say on the Audacity tab on my computer, I was just looking at the audio waves and all I could think of was, that's crazy. Um, I'm so sorry. So back to what we were speaking about, but... You know, first of all, I have to say that I'm not really um, feeling all the people who are trying to um, discredit the royal family because they haven't thrown out Prince Andrew for his connection with Epstein. But then at the same time, they're going to cheer on Oprah, um, who, if I recall, was pretty good friends with Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. But they'll cheer her on for having this, you know, great interview with the two, you know the millionaire duke and duchess yeah um that was you know one of my first thoughts also really quick before i forgot because i don't want i didn't write this down in my notes but i found it very weird at the end that the duke and duchess they're like coming out with an app or like a, a 
production company or some shit. I wasn't really listening at that point. But they're yeah. coming out with something, and it just felt like this whole thing was like a long-winded ad read. Well, not ad read, but it was like, oh, feel sorry for us so that they'll use our app. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, going off of that, uh, I've felt for quite a while now that her whole goal was to get them back to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, she'll be back in movies before we know it. Oh, for sure. She'll probably uh, play herself in the yeah, movie no about doubt. their lives. I, yeah, I am would be shocked if she didn't. And you know what? More power to her. You know. Yeah, I agree. And um, sorry, I don't mean to. No, no, no. Step Have all over it. your stuff. Uh, but at one point, again, I felt like I. It was an hour and a half long interview, and I felt like I was watching it for five hours. Mm-hmm. So I kept I was trying to stay focused um and I didn't succeed at that all the time but at one point once Harry had come out Oprah was like oh you have all of these things with Netflix and Spotify and I didn't quite know what she was talking about but I was like are they already selling their story it's been like what two months since they've moved to like LA or wherever they yeah. live mm-hmm. like they're already selling this shit Okay. Yeah, they really wasted no time. Um, in all fairness, they are, you know, closing in on 40, so. I mean, hey, Oprah didn't get her start until she was 40. That's true. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not... This interview, I don't even know if it's the interview that rubbed me the wrong way. It's been people's reactions to it. Uh-huh. Um... You know, where people are so quick to praise Megan for being this amazing woman who's calling out racism in the royal family. Listen, there's always been racism in the royal family. And Megan's still married into the royal family. So, did she not like racism only when it was against her? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just, she seems, it frustrates me that people don't want to bother to actually look into her. You know, they don't want to look into the strange photo shoots she does where she wears clothes just like Harry's mom. You know, she poses in the exact same poses as Harry's mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a little weird that she kind of got him out of his family and then she moved him to the other side of the world. um, Yeah, where where she she grew up. Mm Mm-hmm. And Meghan Markle has had problems with her family and Harry's family. So maybe, just maybe, <laughs> she's the problem here. Yeah. And, like, I, the whole time, both, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I understand that I'm watching the 1% have a sure. conversation. And, of yeah. course, they are out of touch, right? hmm And I just found it so weird, though, when... Oprah was like asking Megan I don't remember at what point but she was like oh are you were you you were okay with like not having a title in you know the royal family um and Megan was like yeah I 
to know that like the only title that I have is Megan. Like I was a waitress, <laughs> I was an actress. Now I'm a princess or a duchess or whatever. But the only title that I I need in my heart is Megan. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> what? And then and then she was like, yeah, but they didn't want to give Archie a title, and that was really upsetting to me. Which, like, yeah. she, she said it was because of the security reasons and whatever. And, like, sure, maybe I'll take your word for it. But I just found it so pretentious that she was like, <clears throat> uh, I, the, only, the only label I need is Meg. <laughs> I agree. Also, I don't know the specifics of it, but as far as I understand, isn't there something where... Their son is so far back in the line of succession that at that point, you're not supposed to get a title anyway. I'm not sure. From what they said in the interview, it was he's supposed to get a title even if there's like no chance of him ever becoming king or whatever. He's supposed to get a title under Prince since the like Princess Diana's boys are the princes right now. They're supposed mm. to get the, the title under Prince, and then once they either become king or die, then the sons of the princes will get the prince title. But oh. they should they should still have a title since they're in the direct line of whatever. As far as I could tell from what Meghan and Harry said during this interview, I have not done any more research than watch this interview. Yeah. Okay. But that's what I understand. No, no, no. That makes sense. All right. And and Megan was making a huge point of the reason that that she wanted him to have this title was that he would get the like security mm-hmm. and protection that she kept mentioning from right. the royal, the palace, the whatever they're fucking called. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> also, yeah, I have written in my notes. I just know Oprah was sitting in her fucking dressing room rehearsing this line. Were you I know which one it's gonna be. Or yes. were you silenced? <laughs> yes. It was the latter. They fucking rehearsed that shit. They were sitting. Oprah was sitting pretty in her fucking Calabasas villa or wherever the hell she lives, and was like. I've this this is gonna change the entire interview. This is gonna be amazing. The whole hand movement and all, I can just see her. Uh I just here, I laugh every time I see it. I do too. And you know what? Here's what I think happened. I think our Miss Meghan Markle wrote a script. I think she was the one behind the line. She gave it to Oprah and Oprah just came on the spot. I think they both practiced it together in the dressing room that they shared. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I'm sure someday the script's going to come out. It's going to say, Oprah, uh, were you silent or were you silenced? And then it's going to say, Megan, a beat. Or, you know, somber in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Harry enters stage left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I definitely, I do not believe for one second that it was not scripted yeah it felt so fake it was like dripping with pre-rehearsed which from the artistic standpoint i appreciate yes 
if you're listening to this podcast right now, um, clearly we have not rehearsed anything, and it's a little bumpy. So I can appreciate the kind of organic flow that comes from a script, you know? Yeah. But Fair enough. I, and I, I never, ever believe, ever, no matter who's doing the interview or who is getting interviewed, there is no way you could ever have an interview where you haven't at least told them what questions you're going to ask. Because oh, yeah. Because if, okay, obviously I'm not a celebrity and I don't have, like, training in how to answer interview questions, which is, like, a thing that celebrities do, right? Mm-hmm. But if I went into an interview not knowing any of the questions and you were, like, you know, interviewing me and asking me questions, it would take me four minutes for each question to think of an answer. Yeah. Anyways. I completely agree. Um, I have a question for you and the audience. Yes. So, I... This... People have been thinking about this since they got married. I mean, obviously, in the interview, they said that technically they got married on, like, what, the 16th or the 17th of 2018 in May, but their official um, wedding ceremony was on May 19th, which is also the day that Anne Boleyn got executed, Mm -hmm. and people think that Harry and Meghan could be reincarnations of Henry and Anne. (laughs) Any thoughts? No. No. No thoughts. <laughs> Smooth brain. Smooth brain. I, uh, yeah, no. I have no, I don't know enough about Anne Boleyn and Harry. No, nah, not Harry. Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, or enough about Meghan and Harry to answer that question. I think the rumor mostly came from the fact that Harry's full name is Henry. And oh, both Henry. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, so he's also a Henry, and both of them, they're the same height, and they both had, like, red hair, you know? It's basically the idea that they both look like each other, and that Megan is causing problems, um, like Anne Boleyn caused problems, except I love Anne Boleyn, and I don't know how I'd feel. If, if Meghan Markle was reincarnated from Anne Boleyn, I, hmm. I'd have to process a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't know enough about, you know, Henry and his m- wives to answer, yeah. to, to formulate a thesis, mm-hmm. so to say, on, on the reincarnation of them. Yeah. Um, now, I haven't watched the... Apparently, the Queen came out, Her Majesty the Queen came out and came out like she, like she <laughs> filmed a fucking YouTube video and was like, hey guys, I just wanted to let everybody know what's going on. Sharing no. my side. <laughs> yeah, sharing my side. No, she did, I don't know what it's called in the Brit country, basically a press conference and was like, said some things. I did not watch that uh, and I have no idea what she said, so... Mm-hmm. Sorry that I didn't do my research, um, but we're not going to be talking about Her Majesty the Queen's side of things here. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. Um, But I did want to say that obviously there's two sides to every coin and everybody that's on 
one side of the coin is going to tell the most dramatic version of their story. And I don't want to take away any, you know, pain or suffering that this family went through because I do think that there was a little bit of bullshit going on on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. And, like, speaking on that, like, I don't want to diminish if Megan was actually suicidal and, you know, going through all these mental issues because of the family, but I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot that Megan didn't say that she was doing Mm -hmm. that was making the family act the way that they did. You know? Yeah. Um, And while we're on the topic of, like, mental health real quick, at the end of the interview, I thought it was so weird when... Okay. Again, don't get me wrong. I... Okay. Let me formulate my thoughts. Harry, when he came into the interview and was like... Oprah was like, do you think that you would still be, uh, like, in this family if Megan wasn't here. And he was like, yeah, of course, but I was trapped. And he was like, I was trapped because I, you know, thought things were one way and they were the, like a different way. Mm-hmm. And okay, I get it. He's a privileged prince from wherever, but Oprah was like, he was like, yeah, I feel kind of trapped and stuff. And she was like, you trapped and depressed the privileged white prince from Essex your you felt trapped and I was like Oprah whoa yeah chill for a second because like again I don't know I feel like I've talked in a circle for two minutes but I'm gonna repeat myself one more time I am a person that no matter what your situation obviously you can have mental issues yeah and, like, you can be the fucking Prince of Essex. They're from Essex, right? I'm not just pulling that out of my ass. Uh, Sussex, I think? Sussex. One of those two. You can be the Prince of a country mm-hmm. and have all of this privileged stuff and still be, you know, depressed and have a shitty family. No, I completely agree. But at the same time, you need to know your... You need to check your privilege and know your privilege. Um, no, I agree with both of those. Well, and especially... So there, so the queen initially, she wasn't supposed to ever get the throne, because mm-hmm. um, her it was her uncle who was king. Um, so if things had gone according to plan, she would have never. I mean, her and like all the kids and grandkids, they would have, you know, just kind of faded out into not into nothing. But you know, they wouldn't have gotten titles. They would have been very normal people. Yeah. Um, but her uncle abdicated because he wanted to marry a divorced woman. So then it went to her dad and then it went to her. Hmm. So to a degree, I think especially when you grow up knowing that your family wasn't supposed to be here, I'm sure there is um, maybe frustration on his part. Yeah, and especially... That this was a life he was just kind of put into. Yeah, for sure. And especially having to deal with what happened to his mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that, I feel like people forget that that was their mom that died tragically in a car accident. Yeah. Like, even though she was divorced from him at that point, uh, 
like, you know, I just feel like people forget that they're like people and that, you know? No, I completely agree. But I don't know. Again, I feel like I don't know know enough about these topics to be talking about them, but here I am talking about them. Yeah. Well, and this, I guess this kind of segues into a point I wanted to make, but because I, you know, I'm not an expert on them either, but I feel like a lot of people, especially in the United States, they get all their information on this family from The Crown on Netflix. Oh my God, I was just going to say, I was just going to talk about this after your point. It's a it's a heavily dramatized fictional show. Yeah. Also, and I so, don't know what the crown is about, but I know it's a show. Well, basically, it starts when the queen is like in her twenties and she gets the throne, and it's like moving through her life, through like all the stuff she's had to deal with while she's been queen. Basically. Oh, okay. But. I feel like so many Americans see the crown on Netflix and they suddenly think, you know, that that's the only side of the story. And they also think that it's a true show. Mm-hmm. And then they after immediately after an interview like this, Americans, again, it's always Americans. They want to make comments, you know, about like, you know, how we know what the facts are. I don't know. Yeah. It always it always bothered me. Like, it's it's always bothered me when people who don't live in the United States um, think that their opinion on our president matters. Yeah. Um, So I don't understand how, in turn, we can make comments about the monarchy and think that our opinions matter at all. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, that's what we're doing right now, but I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I just found it so fucking weird when Oprah was like, oh my god, do you guys watch The Crown? (laughs) I doubt they do. It's about the family they just left yeah they were like and they looked so (laughs) fucking harry's face when she was like have you seen the crown harry was like uh i've seen some of it (laughs) he looked like so offended i was like this is comedy fucking gold right here apparently the queen watched the first season did Um, she enjoy it i again who knows if this is true like this is just what you know like celebrity news reported but apparently she liked the show for the most part, but she felt that it portrayed her husband as being, like, kind of a, not necessarily abusive, but kind of like an overly strict father. Mm-hmm. And she felt that that wasn't fair. And then she also felt that they made her sister out to be really jealous. And she also felt that that wasn't true. Mm. But just the thought, because apparently it was, like, her youngest son who made her watch it, and they would, like, bring pizza over to Buckingham Palace, (laughs) whatever, just, like, to to watch this show on Netflix. And I'm like, the thought of the Queen of England, like, sitting down in front of a box of pizza to watch a Netflix show about her life (laughs) is so absurd. (laughs) That, though, that's the dream right there. (laughs) I want to be able to sit down with a box of pizza, pizza and watch a Netflix show about my own life. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's see what else I have in my notes. Um, oh, Tyler Perry being their savior. Oh, yes. when they moved back to L.A. <laughs> I just the thought of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle just showing up at Tyler Perry's house <laughs> being like, yo, can we can we crash here for a few nights? 
Just with a couple duffel bags, like a bunch of, you know, teenage runaways. Yeah. I just, oh. <laughs> I, that, I have nothing else to say about it. It's just really funny to me. I agree. Um, I just, it's so dramatized. I feel like Henry, Henry, his name is Harry. Harry talking about, he would, like, dancing around talking about his mom you know because yeah. he kept being like oh uh history repeating itself and like i saw megan going down the same path and uh, and then oprah was like of your mom and he was like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just felt very fake the way he was like talking about it and it was like i definitely feel like he was i, I don't know i felt like he was sh- like making a mockery of his mom's death mm-hmm. a little bit and like I f- yeah. again I feel bad saying that but I feel like this interview is the f- beginning of hyping up them selling the story to Netflix or Paramount or whoever wants to buy it at the highest bid mm-hmm. and I feel like they're trying to get everybody you know, being like, oh my god, I can't believe the royal family would do this again to another uh, person that married into this family. Oh my yeah. god. You know? No, I agree. Um, I think it's a little weird how badly Meghan Markle wants to be Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, I think that's really creepy. And the thing is, like, like Princess Diana had her fair share of problems and she was no saint either but again to me obviously i've never met Meghan markle but to me princess diana struck me as someone who maybe made some questionable choices but she was also a good person and a very young person when mm-hmm. she was brought into this family yeah um megan markle was what like 35 or 36 when mm-hmm. she came into this family I, I just don't know, you know, how you don't know what you've signed up for. Um, I don't know. It's, again, it's just a personal feeling. But whenever she speaks, it's just like narcissistic overload. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't think she is anywhere near where his mom was. No, for sure. Definitely not. Um, I definitely get weird vibes that I can't explain from everybody in that interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially Megan, like, I feel like, I don't know, there was, like, a switch at some point of her being, like, kind of likable, like, oh, cute, she's gonna marry the prince, ha ha, like, let's have fun, and it switched from that to, oh, I married the prince, and now we're going to get out of here and I'm going to do this. I'm a strong, independent woman that is going to take my family stance and we're going to peace out and move back to my hometown because I don't like it here. Mm-hmm. Do you there think a, she... Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say there was another point I was going to make that I don't remember what I was going to say. So, Okay. Um, do you think that when they were dating, she love-bombed him, and that's how she got him to leave? Because I've seen people talk about that, about how, like, she probably love-bombed him, 
And then she convinced him that he was better than everyone and he was being mistreated or neglected in the mm-hmm. family. Probably. Uh, and then she moved him, you know, halfway across the world. And now he just has her. Yeah. Which, by the way, if a man did that to his wife. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no. No, I definitely feel like there's a lot of, again, I don't want to be making accusations here. This is alleged information that we're just pulling out of our ass from a Mm third-party perspective. You know, all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. But I definitely feel like there's a lot of uh, manipulation on her part going on Mm -hmm. that she will, like, it's never going to you know, come to fruition in the public eye of, oh, yeah, this happened because Megan wanted it to happen and Harry was just getting dragged through the mud. But I definitely, I saw something about, like, oh, Harry stopped doing some, some, like, it was, like, horseback riding or or some, some kind of, like, activity. And he was like, oh, yeah, Megan didn't like that, so I stopped doing it. And everybody was kind of like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's like the first time I was kind of like, okay, this is def- Megan's doing some nefarious shit here. Well, and all, again, I have no sources for this. Um, so for anyone listening, Source, you can trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D- trust us. We're all knowing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, for anybody listening, I mean, you know, feel free to look it up or not. I really could care less. But um, there was something where I think it was before they were in Los Angeles. I think they had moved back to Canada. But there was some evening where there was like a memorial service for someone that Harry had been in the military with. And instead of going to his like memorial service, they went to the Lion King premiere in Hollywood or New York or something. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, for me, that kind of tells me all I need to know about, you know, what they're doing. Also, in the interview, was mentioned that their, not only their titles got stripped from them, but Harry's honorary military awards and stuff, excuse me, got taken away also. And he was like... In the interview, he was like, yeah, I completely get it since we, like, seceded from the family. Like, I I totally get my grandma's decision. But, like, I was kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, everything that ever had to do with him being part of that family got, like, any, like, awards or titles or anything like that got snatched. The queen was like, no, the fuck, you're not going to live in L.A. and have all of these titles, which, like, I get on her side. Yeah, of course. But, like, I can't imagine being part, being born into this family and having all of this stuff. And then some chick comes in and is like, actually, this isn't great. And he's like, you know what? Okay. You're right. You're yeah. right. I definitely feel like he's being manipulated in ways that he doesn't realize. Yeah, I, and and listen, I would never wish any kind of divorce or split on anybody. No. Like, unless, unless you're in a bad situation, obviously. But I feel like there's a possibility if, you know, what we've said about Megan is right, and maybe we're wrong, 
um, if we're correct about her, I feel like there's a good chance that eventually he's going to realize what's been going on and they'll divorce or he'll leave her. Um, and I think it'll come at a time when the queen is dead and I'm not, I don't think their dad is ever going to get the throne. I think he'll abdicate. So I think he's going to have to come back to the family when his brother is now king and he's going to, I don't know. Do you I think, just, though, do you think that they would accept him back into the family? Well, I think that's going to be the hard part because, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, let's say he is being manipulated and abused, which I know is a strong word, but let's just say for argument's sake, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. Um, Hypothetically speaking, he is being abused. I think when and if he comes to his senses, I think the family will accept him back, um, but it's not going to be the same. I think his relationship with his brother is ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the Queen and Prince Philip probably both love him, but quite frankly, I mean, they're both nearing 100. At that point, you're just too old to care. Yeah. And I, th- I think by the time he comes back, they'll both be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest person that he's going to have to reconcile with is going to be his brother. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying they won't reconcile. I just think it's it's going to be a much different world that he goes back to, you mm-hmm. know, when William is king and he's divorced, you know. Yeah. And kind of in the same realm in the interview, he said that his dad stopped answering his phone calls yeah so i'm like if it's already this strained now i just hope again for argument's sake if a divorce were to happen i hope that he has i don't know i hope that the family is nice enough to forgive him yeah because i feel like if especially again allegedly with all of this bullshit that we're saying for the sake of argument mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to make it very clear that we're yes, not yes. saying that Meghan markle is abusing harry we're not yeah. saying that we're alleging that <laughs> yeah. that could be a possibility in some reality also, but in a, the reality- a very sorry a very quick side note whatever is hanging behind you just moved a little bit and i thought it was a person and i almost shrieked oh yeah for <laughs> Oh, for those listening, everybody's listening. We're not recording this. <laughs> I'm recording in my closet because um, I have dogs and I wanted to be as far away from them as possible. So I'm in my closet <laughs> recording this. Um, so anyway, back to what we were saying. Yeah, sorry. Um, allegedly, in the reality where Megan is um, supposedly being a bad girl um i feel like if harry doesn't have if the royal family doesn't bring him back in it's like where is he gonna go you know yeah and like it it would be i think a big fucking thing no i (laughs) i completely agree and here's the thing because everyone, you know, they love to draw the comparison between Megan and Diana. 
Yeah. And, you know, they talk about like, oh, good for her for getting out before she's the one in the car accident. I don't think it's going to be Megan who follows in Diana's footsteps. If they get divorced and if the family doesn't let him back in, he's going to be the one, which I know is very dark and I don't mean to, you know, put a damper on everything, but he's going to be the one that someone needs to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, And I mean, depending, I feel like in this reality... I feel like I have to keep saying this, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in this reality, I feel like it wouldn't be the family that would be, you know, killing him. I feel like it'd be, um, it'd be self-inflicted. No, and that's what I mean. Like, I, let me clarify. When I say, like, taking care of him, I don't mean, like, you know, somebody whack him, you know, like the Sopranos, but <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, like, someone needs to actually... <laughs> like, make sure he's okay, is oh, what I mean. Oh, okay. I thought you <laughs> like, were saying, like, oh, he's gonna meet the same fate as his mom. If- well, no, I, I do, but, yeah, you, you said what I meant to say. I think, you know, if he, again, in this scenario, if he doesn't get the support he needs when he gets away from Meghan Markle, um, he will end up like his mom did through his own doing. Yeah. Um, I agree completely. Let's see what other notes I have written down about this. We've kind of strayed from the, uh, oh, my computer's going to die soon. Oops. Um, I don't really have any other notes. Hold on. I'm going to open my door. This is going to be kind of loud. Okay. I just need to plug my computer in before I lose this recording and everything that we're doing. (laughs) Okay. See if my door will close. Nice. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, the last note I have written from watching it is, I feel like I've been watching this fucking interview for three years. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so that was my last closing thought on that, I guess. I just, after so long, it was just them talking in circles, which I know is what we're doing right now. But yeah, it just felt like a pity party for you know the i megan and harry and you know i as much as i if all of this is true from her side i feel bad for them and i hope that everything works out and mm-hmm. i hope that their life in california is beautiful and wonderful and their two kids and their dogs and their chickens are just having a good old fucking time mm-hmm. and kicking it but, but if it's not true, <laughs> but if it's not true, I just am so tired of billionaires and millionaires complaining about their lives, which like, again, I don't want to be a bitch and be like, oh, if you have money, you don't have problems. Cause that's not true. You know, yeah. m- money doesn't buy happiness, but money does uh, supply a lot of your, you know, psychological needs. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there are bigger problems in the world right now than Meghan and Harry seceding from the royal family. I completely agree. But I'm still here to intake all of this media. Absolutely. This is all just a spectacle for our enjoyment. Oh, I've, yeah. Uh, on one hand, of course, I feel compassion for both parties in this situation. And on a very different hand, I feel nothing except... <laughs> That this is just, you know, how yeah. lucky we are to be alive to watch all this unfold from the exactly. comfort of our homes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 
monkey brain in me is like, ooh, empathy. I feel bad for these people. But then yeah. the, the person that, the part of my brain that has been living and breathing <laughs> as a, you know, person that's lived through the 21st century, I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. Why does anybody care? Also, like, why, why as an American also do I care? Right. Like, I, I care because it's entertaining. That's why I care. It, it, it creeps me out, the people, and, like, not you, because I know that you're interested in the royals, families, and all of that stuff, but, like, the people that are, like, actually crazy mm-hmm. about the royals and, like, care about what they have to say and, like, what they do, like, governmentally, which I don't think is a word, but whatever, we're gonna roll with it. yeah. I'm like, we're Americans, bro. Like, I don't think people that are living in London are turning on the TV to watch, you know, Joe Biden (laughs) talk out of his ass for three hours on primetime television like he is tonight. Like, I don't think that's happening. So I don't know why Americans care so much about when (laughs) the queen does it. I completely agree. And I mean, I I like them because they're a part of history. But yeah. they in no way, like, ab- in absolutely no way whatsoever do they impact my personal life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're fun to learn about. They're fun to watch. But I don't understand the people who are getting so um, emotional about this interview. Yeah. I mean, Meghan Markle has... N- I hate to break it to, you know, any person who happens to listen to this and who felt super emotional, I really hate to break it to you, but neither Meghan Markle nor Oprah, nor the Queen of England have ever cared about what is happening to you in your life. No, absolutely not. Also, I find it, it just really, I feel like as Americans, we don't hear this term very often. And I feel like as a British person or, you know, whatever they're called, a Brit, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they Mm -hmm. hear the word that I haven't said yet. I'm getting there. Okay, okay. (laughs) I feel like us as Americans don't hear the word enough, and the Brits hear it so often that they've become desensitized to it. But when they were talking about going to uh, Australia, I think it was, and New Zealand, or South South Africa, some Mm -hmm. of those, they call it the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if it's just a me thing, Hearing that and being like, that doesn't seem, like, great to call your people. Like, I, I understand that, the, that it's a monarchy. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. I've never lived in a monarchy. I probably will never live in a monarchy. And, like, I don't understand how monarchies function on a I live there kind of level. But it just, every time they would say the commonwealth, I was like, what the fuck? Why, why is everybody okay? With them calling, like, the people under them the commonwealth, like, the, the yeah. normal, the, you know, the normal people, the 99% called the commonwealth. Yeah. I thought it was so weird. And when they brought up uh, the race part of it, and she was, it just f- sounded so wrong to me when she was like, yeah, like, 60% of the commonwealth is people of color. And I was like, okay. I know that Commonwealth is, like, their word for, like, people that aren't royals. 
But it just sounded so like, yeah, the people in poverty are black. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I don't like yeah. the, what you're insinuating here, Meg. Well, and, and I mean, I think everyone can agree that there are so many parts of the monarchy and even the monarchy itself is a bit outdated. Yeah. You know, and, and part of it too, I guess it's like a, how should I say it? It's not a catch 22, but it's like. Really, on one hand, they don't do anything anymore. I mean, if anything, yeah. they're just like a face for the country, but they don't do much. I mean, they do charity, but but as far as like big decisions go, you don't actually have the Queen or King of England running things anymore. Yeah. So, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, you know, whatever, let them keep their like old traditions, because I, I feel like if they were to change things up now especially given that they really don't have power. I don't know if they would, if the monarchy would survive, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was just, every time they would say the Commonwealth, I was like, that seems a little weird. But again, yeah. it's just, uh, what's the word? Like a, not national difference, but like a, I can't think of the word, but just a difference in vernacular where people live, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Also, um, could you spare me about 30 seconds um, to go use the facilities, as they would say in Britain, if you just want to talk? Yeah, I'll just talk. I'll, yeah, talk out of my ass until you come back. Perfect. Um, Be right back. Oh, let me hit you with this. And by you, I mean the people listening, because, you know, she just left. So, <laughs> when one of the, um, you know, transitions from commercial break back into the interview... They're, Oprah and Megan are on in the little chicken farm, little chicken area. <laughs> Megan's like, yeah, I was in the, the, you know, wherever gardens and they were playing the little mermaid. And, you know, as an adult, like, when do you ever watch the little mermaid? And then I was like, oh my God, it's about a girl who meets a prince and loses her voice. And then at the end, she gets her voice back. Like, oh, my God, that's me. And I was like, oh, my God. Really? We're going <laughs> to we're referencing the Little Mermaid, you know, which just I'm like, she's a mermaid. First of all, it's a Disney movie made in America. I don't know. I thought it was so pretentious and just annoying that she said that. Um, yeah. So that's that on that. Um, that's literally everything that I have in my notes. The last thing was about Ariel. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, everything that we are talking about when we're, you know, making these grandiose fucking statements, it's all in, you know, good fun. We're not trying to, you know, speak ill of people. We're just two girls shooting the shit, having a good time, um, and I hope that you guys are having a good time, too. Uh, and yeah, again, don't take any of our statements as we're making accusations or anything, because we're just joking around. Um, and we don't do the research or, you know anything we're like i said two girls shooting the shit um 
So, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying. We're almost done. Uh, we got probably about 10, 15 minutes of this episode left. I hope you guys are enjoying it and have had a good time listening. Um, and I hope that you will stick around to listen to more episodes because we're going to be doing this. We're going to try to be doing this every week, I think. Because uh, why not? We're two millennial Gen Z somewhere in the middle in our 20s. Why not start a podcast? What'd you talk about while I was gone? Oh, while you were gone, I talked about uh, Megan comparing herself to the Little Mermaid. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Like, woman, you are almost 40 years old. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, also, that's a movie about a mermaid made by Disney in America in, like, the 80s. Uh, and then I was just talking about, you know, I hope you guys are having a good time, and I hope you guys will stick around to listen to us if you are having a good time. Um, and yeah. we're gonna be making our closing remarks. We got, like, uh, 10, 15 more minutes, and then we're, we'll peace out. So do you have yeah. any closing remarks about this interview? Um, cl- <laughs> um, closing remarks are that I would be willing to bet either all of my life savings or one of the lives of my children on the fact that their daughter's name is going to be either Diana Ariel or Ariel Diana. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, hear me out. Oh, Oprah. Okay. <laughs> Oprah Diana Ariel. Yeah. Mountbatten <laughs> Windsor. You're named Oprah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're named after the most powerful woman that I know. <laughs> Oprah Diana Ariel. <laughs> I swear on my life, if they did that, I would never complain about Meghan Markle again. Oh, she would have nothing but my respect. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I would delete this podcast. Yeah. And I would just tout good things throughout the town. I would become uh, the town crier, except I'm the town Megan supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Also, I just can't believe that we are alive and living just giant historical moments that are going to be in textbooks in the future. Like, I can't imagine like your kids coming home from school or like their kids coming home from school and being like, Hey grandma, guess what I learned about today in school? Like Megan and Harry seceding from the Royal family. Like, dude, I was alive when that happened. Yeah. I can't believe we're alive and living period. I mean, that's debatable. Yeah. (laughs) But that's for another, that's for another episode. (laughs) I guess my closing remarks about the interview was that it seemed very fake and superficial. And I, again, on one hand, do feel sad for them. But on the other hand, absolutely feel nothing. I just feel contempt and Mm -hmm. a little bit of anger for them complaining about their lives. Um, Yeah. And I would like to bet my life savings that we will have a Harry, Meghan, either documentary, tell-all, or dramatic reenactment on Netflix within the next five years. 
yeah, I would agree. So, I guess those are my closing remarks. Look out for Harry and Meghan Take on LA on Netflix this fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... Let me run you through it. I was thinking about, oh, who would play Harry? And the first person that came to my mind was KJ Appa. <laughs> so it would be Meghan Markle playing Meghan Markle. And KJ Appa playing Harry. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. I've got a little scenario for you. Okay. It's 2022. Yes. We're on the set of Meghan and Harry, the movie. Why are we there? What role do we play? Well, we probably wrote the script. Oh, perfect. Great. And we're directing. We're going to be in showbiz by that time. Okay, yeah, for sure. We're there. Um, on the set is Meghan Markle playing herself and KJ Appa playing Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. Now, things have gotten worse in the marriage at home, and Meghan Markle is looking for a bit of young fun, if you will. Uh-huh. She has a star-crossed lover's um, on-set romance with KJ Appa. Yes. It's a national scandal. Uh-huh. Harry is devastated. He goes home. He crawls back home across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh-huh. Um, gets back home. His brother is the king. And he has to face the shame of having been uh, usurped in his own marriage by Riverdale star KJ Appa. Uh-huh. And that's the end. I hope, I mean, I don't hope, but I kind of hope that that happens. And if that does happen, uh, we called it. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Um, so yeah, that's been, it's been mediocre. It has been mediocre. It it really has. This first episode certainly has been mediocre. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so... Like I was saying, we're going to try to make this a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have lives, though, so don't expect every week because we're busy girls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just two girls shooting the shit, having some laughs, having some gaffes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for you to stick around for this ride. If we have any listeners listening to this first episode before the second episode comes out, uh, I'd like to thank you formally. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I hope that you personally are doing great and, uh, you know, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say because I fully expect the only people to listen to this podcast to be myself and you. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's literally anybody else listening <laughs> to this podcast, I will be fucking thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say? I have nothing else to contribute this All right. time around. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being my co-host. Thank you for being my co-host. And I've been Raven. I've been Kat. And it's been mediocre.